Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, Two Guys and a Mic show. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man, if you're checking out the show via... Via the webcast, you can see the picture of not only myself, which you see on a regular basis, and you're probably extremely tired of, but live in studio, not checking in via the telecommunicative phone line, but live in studio, the pretty man himself, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. I've been called pretty many times. Most of the time it's pretty stupid, pretty dumb, pretty ugly, pretty kind. Which famous nice Olympic guy. athlete called himself pretty? That would be Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm the one and only Muhammad Ali. By the way, our boxing team in America, our United States boxing. How's the, how are they doing? Not good. Not good. We got to talk a little boxing. We got problems. We got issues in the boxing world. We don't have any issues in boxing or anything because those guys that would be winning the 171-pound division are now playing college That's football the somewhere. That's so the problem. Football over boxing, believe it. Well, I'd like to see both succeed. A little bit of music from uh, producer extraordinaire David Olson, proud father of baby number three, James. And then we'll kick this beautiful Thursday edition of the show off. Yes, sir. I, I don't want to get the show off to a like a poor start because yeah, we, I, we have a, be any different. Have, have, a, have a special <laughs> guest. I just want to let you, you you've done your your name your your third child is named James. Okay, please call him Jimmy or Jim or something. For simple fact that I worked at one of those um, travel hustling places. People, if any if you ever get a free vacation and they try to sell you something, do not buy it. It is a freaking <laughs> scam. I worked there for remember oh, like I two or three weeks. I thought you were going to say, don't buy it from someone named James. No, no. Well, definitely not from him. <laughs> I worked this place for like two or three weeks, and I learned that, oh, my God, the biggest liars and scam artists ever are the people who work at these places. Yeah. And they you, were, you they, were one of them for well, a well, brief well, moment in time. Yeah, for a brief moment. But I learned a lot about the depths of human depravity. There's a guy by the name of James Olson who works for uh, GEVC, okay, uh, Global Exotic Vacation Club, or whatever the heck the E stands for. It's G-E-V-C. James Olson's the biggest scumbag I've ever met in my entire life. He mm-hmm. lies. He cheats. You can't trust him. Just want to say that over the airwaves. And if he wants to protect himself, you can call 888. Or if he wants to defend himself, 888-463-6748. Let's go out to the phone line. Checking in on line number one. It's caller James checking in. James, how are you? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I'm well, he, not a liar. I've never lied in my life. He couldn't sell. So see what Jimmy's kind of off the table. Well, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen, Olsen. I know. That, yeah, that's that's. that's I, I was thinking that too. That's so. not going to work. Jim Olsen. That's not bad. Yeah. That's, now, know, what Jim Joel doesn't know is David's uh, first two sons are also named James. So he's got well, actually, James. We already did. The second one was almost named James. That's his <laughs> middle name. And I just I kind of hedged on the whole Jimmy Olsen thing. Yeah. But then over the last couple of years, I kind of came around to it, and I'm like, hey, you know, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. He's probably not going to think so, but. I do. I forgot who Jimmy Olsen is. Superman's Superman. pal. Oh, that's 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 right. That's right. I figure, we're, I, I figure we're in the clear because he's not. Uh, Jimmy Olsen's left out of the new movie that's coming. Wait, out. what did I, you so. say? Superman's Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like he's the, like the uh, the newsboy. 
Yep. I get, I get these superheroes confused. You know, Batman, this year man, Superman, all these superheroes nowadays. You mm-hmm. just don't know which one that yeah. you can trust and which one's friend is. used to be a, a semi-big comic mm-hmm. book guy, but uh, that was a long time ago. Although I still, Archie's was the comic book nearest and dearest in my heart. I was never into the Spider-Mans and the Batmans, but the Archie comics, Betty. You remember uh, Betty, right? It was, it's I, like Gilligan's I, I, Island with... Uh, um, yeah, Archie is like pure like Americana, like late forties, early fifties, yeah. where they 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 comb the hair down the middle. Yeah, Archie's got, okay. he's got a little Prince Harry look going for him. But uh, Veronica and Betty were like Gilligan's Island, who uh, Marianne and Ginger and Ginger. Yeah, Mary, I was a Marianne guy. Well, then you would have been a Betty guy. Oh, that, Betty. oh yeah, yes, uh, Marianne did it for me, quite honestly. Pigtails, short shorts. Yeah. Awfully good. Lily Lilac does that for me, too. Oh. Pigtails and short shorts. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't just, really realize. You're just saying that because Lily the Lilac listening no, to the show. No, 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 no. Come no, on no. now. Ooh. Come on. All right. Uh, now, you mentioned a special guest. we got to bring that up. We'll do a little Olympic mm-hmm. discussion here. Again, our phone number, 888 We'll talk some baseball. We'll get off the sports page as well. Try to do it all in 53 minutes and 19 seconds that are left in the show. But a special guest coming today, Big Doug. Yeah, uh, we got the the lead singer, guitarist, songwriter, everything of, of Mathian. By the name of Mathian and the coach, the music is absolutely phenomenal. They're going to do, be doing a show out at, at the Roundhouse on Excellent. Friday at 8 p.m. The Roundhouse out in Aurora, which Excellent. is a phenomenal place to see a show. It's the old Walter Payton's Roundhouse, but uh, somehow they're not associated with Walter Payton anymore. And, and I'm glad because they have a new staff there that is not exactly that friendly. At least the the hostess at the door is not friendly. So give her plenty of trouble when you go out to see ah, Mayfield. I remember that night. location. That boy, the Roundhouse. Mm-hmm. It's a nice place That's to see. It's been a long time. It's a nice place to see a yeah. show. Uh, uh, my buddy Joe Hogan married uh, Amanda there, which was just a phenomenal night. So I wish I could be going out, but I'm going to be. Now he met her there and married her there, but Same just to night. be straight. No, come on. I was going to well, say. Well, it wasn't just... the same night he met her at about 11.30, married her <laughs> about 12.15. So technically it's two dates. Anybody interested yeah. in attending the roundhouse and possibly, uh, you know, getting hooked up at a four or five hour period of time, give us a call today or you can go to uh, what website are we going to have the information on? What, what information on? For Mathian? Where, uh, Mathian of the roundhouse? Well, well, you can go to MathianLive.com. Ah. Okay, and it's uh, it'll be 8 p.m. On, on Friday. I wish I was going out there, but I'm going to be leading a kayak tour of about ah, 40 on. people on, on Friday night. Never so. let work get in the way of your musical consideration. Yeah, yeah it, it's beautiful. I have like three assistants with me, and it's like I look around, and I'm like, oh, it's not like I have three people with me taking 35 out. I'm like, it's me taking 38 people out. They all sit there and enjoy, and they laugh, and they joke with them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you're supposed to be working here. Do something with me. You know, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be entertaining you. Look at okay. the big dog, though, going big time. Three assistants on the kayak. We are blowing now, up. Now it's not people. one giant kayak, is it? I'm thinking. I'm picturing. Yeah, we're the, we're the Vikings, and we're going. That's what I'm picturing. Well, which we, would be kind of cool, actually. We actually know. go out of the locks, and we and we go all the way up to Minnesota, and then <laughs> we we find the old the, the old Viking tablet that's buried somewhere that says exactly where the the treasure for the Holy Grail is. It's phenomenal, people. I can you, see Joel. Sixty dollars. You have a chance to find the Holy Grail on my kayak tour. Seventy five dollars for the tour, please. All right, get in. Ready? Roll. Stroke, stroke. I stroke. I, oh, I and, oh stroke. and by the way, yeah. tips will be accepted at the end of the tour. You know what, Coach? I came up with a new tip joke. And a new tip joke? Just a way to. Is there just a website a way, we can go for tip jokes? I didn't tell people they're supposed to tip at the beginning. There, I was averaging like two hundred dollars in tips a week. I'll give you a tip. Never invest in railroads. 
That's that's well, the, yeah, especially nowadays because they don't longer make private railroads. Yeah. They're all like government assisted, and so they're bound to fail. Don't so eat, I totally agree with you on that one. Don't eat yellow snow. That's my tip for the day. Uh, but I came up with a new tip joke, and my I, I have more than two hundred and fifty percent increased the level of tips that wow. what, what my guys make. They're like hugging me afterwards. You sure you want to give this away on the uh, airways? No, no, that's quite all right. That's all quite right. all right. When you come out, you sh- if you have a good time, feel free to throw me a twenty or a you know What's or a fifty or a hundred. I just did. I just I didn't say anything before. But now I work in somehow throughout the time, like, got to. oh, I, you know, I'm not sucking up for tips, but you guys are a heck of paddlers. Or I'd be like, hey, you know what? We don't like those types of tips. Yep. We like the other types of tips. Gotta, like if somebody you, almost tips their guy. You kayak, have to, in a know? humorous and uh-huh. soft way, plant the proverbial seed. And since I've planted the seed, all I got to say is I, I may have a chance to be able to pay my taxes, Barack Obama, so please don't fleece me anymore. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I know we're big in senior assisted living homes. I know we're big with breastfeeding mom. Hopefully we're not that popular no, with no, no, tax no, no, no. lactating moms. IRS agents. Just lactating. They don't have, have to, the they don't always on? have to, they don't always have to breastfeed just yeah. as long as lactation yeah, is, I don't is know. involved. Lactate, lactation. By the way, that's one of the finest sugars. Like, like people like fructose, glucose, the lactose. Is healthy for you. Yeah, without question. And they're finding out now. Can and you get lactose like at a candy bar instead of high fructose? Could they put a little lactose in there? Uh, believe it or not, mother's milk. It's now, it's instead of, instead of muscle milk, there's, an, there's a new protein bar called mother's milk Excellent. out. Excellent. Is there a milk bottle? It's got like a nipple at the end? That's, that's, some people find that offensive. I don't. I could really care less, coach, but you have to figure out marketing nowadays. You never, an interesting product. No idea. Probably have a lot of 13 year old boys going to Walgreens. You know, as a 13-year-old boy, that was disgusting. There's like when up to like four, you find it good. Then between the ages of like five to like 39, it's disgusting. But now that I'm getting older, yes, I found myself more attracted to memories. <laughs> oh, the memories <laughs> took but, you to 39. Huh? Yeah, no, I'm well, I, I'm honest. Like... My whole life, I've never really been. I've always been like a face and a and a leg man. Now I'm mm-hmm. just pure attitude. Like, how do you treat me? Are you a nice person? And breast and gratitude. Attitude, gratitude, and uh, no, I, memorial. I, I, seriously, Lily is so good to me. I just, I finally appreciated what a true woman is. And then mm-hmm. I've, now I've noticed that now I'm no longer, you know, looking everywhere every time I see a woman pass by that I'm actually mm-hmm. kind of, I've realized that right, well. I really enjoy memories. Extreme. I'm, I'm, I'm not just trying to be <laughs> nasty here, coach. I never was a big breast guy. Yeah. I mean, like big breast guy until recently. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I love them. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just flat out oh, tell you. They're, I don't know quite know how to respond to that. I'll throw the phone yes. number out if anybody wants sorry, to help me sorry. respond to that. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. The phone number. Now you mentioned, uh, you know, the beautiful uh, Lily the Lilac. Sounds like the relationship is going outstanding yes. during the one year mark. We uh, brought up the term planting the seed. I would be remiss mm-hmm. on behalf of our listeners, and that's my responsibility. I take the part of the listeners here. I ask the tough questions that they will not. Is there any chance the seed? Could be planted a bit further in the near future. Uh, there, there's no question because uh, Mama Wu, Mama Lilac, okay, <laughs> continually asks, you know, uh, are, are, you, are, are you know, uh, would you like grand, would you like children? Are you want to be a father? I mean, every single day, and like, there's always, like I said, there's like the ginger root out there, and now there's some extract that I'm afraid to take. She keeps telling me to take it; it'll cool me down. She says. Uh, Everybody in the family laughs when she says it'll cool me down. The and only mother-in-law the encouraging cohabitation with her daughter, and the and the cohabitation is right in her own home. I would have to say yes, yes. It would it's have unbelievable. To, yeah, yeah, it's that. Forget about Mathian. I'd like to have Mama Wu. 
as a guest on the show. Mama Wu doesn't speak very good English. That's well, the best way she, I can tell you. She fit right into this show. The only thing she and her could probably have a quality conversation. Uh, too much uh, red meat, too much, uh, too much American food. That's what she says to me all the time. <laughs> Every day, that's all I get from Mama Wu. Uh-huh. Too much American food. Too what much. is her view on? She loves Asian Barack food. Obama. Uh, what, what's her view on American Asian food? Oh no 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 no. The, she they she owns an American restaurant. I mean a, re- a Chinese restaurant. Okay. So, so trust the me, the food, remains. the food that she must love it because the food that she. Uh, Doles out to these people who come in there is nothing like the delicious stuff that she cooks at home is the best way I can tell ah, you. Okay. Because if she really cooked it the way she wanted to cook it, these people would be too confused and they they complain. So if it's just plain, simple rice, some tasty sauce and meat, they love that stuff. But as soon as you start, they start doing something mm-hmm. like that when I, I sit at home and eat, I'm just like, it's delicious. Then they get now, a little bit, they get a little bit leery down there. I hate to give away. Potential million, multi-million dollar ideas on the radio. But we've done it before, Big Dom. I'm going to throw another one out at you. David Olson, with your third child, you might want to be a co-partner. The down payment won't be much. Chipotle has made a huge success. I'm a big Chipotle fan. Could we? Big Dog, Mama Wu, David Olson. Could we come up with a Asian version of Chipotle? So, done already. Yeah, isn't that Panda Express? No, uh, please, Panda Express. Uh, well, I don't need oh, any of those places. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, so. but uh, Peewee. Peewee. It, it's P-E-I-W-E-I. I think it's pronounced, it's Payway okay. or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. It's very, very similar. They're popping up all over the place. Uh, darn. Another multi-million dollar yeah, yeah, idea that, down like, the drain. Like that was, that was and it would have it. to be good. I mean, like Chipotle, you know, pretty quality. It would have to be good, not the Panda Express garbagey stuff but if you put quality healthy asian food with the rice and the noodles potentials i love it you it, just it, said healthy and rice in the same comment yeah rice is healthy oh, how about goodness. chipotle's got brown rice brown rice is okay yeah, brown, brown rice, rice is good yeah. but white rice is terrible terrible well, yes it's, it is. it's it's worthless it's worthless there's no yeah. vitamins in it, it yeah. and and it, it fills you up and then in about 45 minutes after you eat it it breaks down into sugar into your body and you're all of a sudden you're starving for more food and the glycemic index in your body goes through the freaking roof and everyone wants to know why they're in a food coma and still hungry it's because they eat white rice and it's funny we were talking about chipotle before the show me and joel do you know what the worst thing on the entire he, chipotle he menu doesn't is? eat it because he knows he doesn't eat it which is cool yeah the worst the worst thing you can think do, of you everything know. that they have on the, it, the, the it, probably not, the sour cream no, the sour cream isn't that bad if you exercise. Uh, if you exercise, it isn't. The flour, the the, the, the the tortilla. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Joel told me that. I listened to you, and I, yeah. I do isn't not eat it, it anymore. If you Follow, don't know. followed by the white rice, by the way. But white rice is not. It's the way they prepare it. Now they're white rice, and when you see, it's is it the, like the orange rice where it's the white rice where they take the the. The meat, fat, and, and oh, just drop you it in told the me rice. that one time. Please don't tell me Chipotle does that. I don't know if they do. Does Chipotle do that? You told me that one time. Mex- I, I know. The Mexican, Mexican food, restaurant. the rice that they give, which I used to love, is basically white rice turned with the fat of the food, and it turns brown. Yeah, that is brown. And I, honestly, ever since you told me that, I cannot eat Mexican. You, 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 you don't know how my... it's, you don't know. It's kind of greasy. Did you ever notice how that, that? That's what made it good. I just yeah. thought it was rice, so it's still healthy. Well, uh, that the, the rice thing, I'm not sure, but I know what one and a couple Mexican restaurants, that's exactly what they do. I'm not going to say every single one does, but mm-hmm. a flour tortilla, I'm 100% yeah. positive, Bad. is they take those those like uh those uh those cream stir type rubber ladles they they go into a vat of lard take it out and they there's going to be flour on a flat surface 
and they take the lard and they throw it as hard as they can and it flattens out and then they peel and it's round and they peel out it. Yeah. And then they turn it over and they press it out, cut it in a circle, and now you have a flour tortilla. And it's basically white flour, which is bad for you, and lard, which on the level of bad for you is extremely bad for you. Brutal. So, now, David, you said yes. the way they, they prepare the white rice. I'm, I'm a, I'm a I'm saturated like, fat guy. There's not like they don't, they don't put butter in it, right? I was told it was prepared like in a lime. It could be. See, it could be. I'm, I'm looking yeah. it up right now. I'm so not, I know yeah. I know rice has no great benefits, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm worried know. about my saturated fat content. Well, why you, I have dreams of my arteries being blocked. Yeah, coach, you, you know, mm. it's funny you say that. Just more unsaturated fat. Get as many monounsaturated fats in you as possible. Just just remember that. Like, oh, I had red meat. Well, you exercise. It's going to help burn that off. Less less likely to stay in you. And just make sure you eat the guacamole and the olive oils oh, with that, okay? The olive oils. Not a problem. Whenever you are, if you go out and decide, oh, I'm going to get a burrito and say, well, I don't want to add the guacamole because it'll make me fat because it's fat. No! No, you need to put the guacamole in with your red meat food every single time you eat red meat and Mexican food and like that type of stuff. Mm. Always say yes to the guacamole. You're Always. Preaching to the choir on that mm. one. Long time guacamole fan. By the way, as a sidelight, every time I get worried about my arteries being blocked, yes. I just think of the Bears offensive line and it solves the problem. And nobody gets blocked. Boom, they get cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, David. Yeah, I, I retract that. The, the rice isn't that bad. It's not terrible. It's just not that but the, good. But but, but, the, but the problem is the sodium content is through the is yeah. off the they, charts. They on probably, that. So what they do? Just make it like with lime and salt and it's white rice it's with probably, lime and salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred two hundred grams of sodium. How many? Wow. Two hundred milligrams Whoa. of sodium. Hey, in, in a four ounce serving. Wow. So that's wow. Wow. I get two burrito bowls at a time. But now with the brown rice. Well, no, no, no. You do. Here, here's what you do. You don't get two burrito bowls at a time. That's what I do. You can do double meat. And it's nah, a, I don't like that much meat. Don't, don't at, worry at about Subway, it. At Subway, I ask for, you know, they put six pieces of turkey on a full. I ask for four. I, I I don't like that much meat. Don't worry about him getting a double meat. His idea of a workout is walking on a treadmill. Okay. What? <laughs> Elliptical <laughs> machine. Thank you very much. No, I, the, my, really, my really version of a great machines? hot dog. What? Do you really? Did you, what, I, coach, I see you as being an intelligent, athletic guy. Okay. And I you're can't a coach. run anymore. My heels and calves won't. I got to I, I, I do something for you. Cross-country skiing or something? We got to do something to get you off of machines, Coach. What's, well, the elliptical. You are not a machine. Believe me. <laughs> I'd rather run outside. Believe me. Okay, good. But every time I run now, the calves and the heels, not good. So the elliptical machine. And you use, you, the, and you use the free-range one. You're not using the one that's like on an incline and it's just up and down. You're using the one where you got the full range of motion, right? Yeah, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Now you're going to end up with hip problems with that. Yeah, and I don't so mean far. to freak you out, but that's that's like kind of what happens because right. it, it, it misaligns you for some reason, that machine, yeah. which is better than the one. Everyone has an issue. Like if you run on a treadmill, yes, you have less pounding, but you also have a moving surface, excuse me, a moving surface yeah. underneath your so foot. So the core, the core works a little bit more, right? But yeah, but you have a moving surface oh. that actually – well, when you think about it, you wouldn't jump out of a, a car at like eight miles an hour because it would mess your leg up. Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same way where a moving ground hits your mm-hmm. foot and you end up with ankle and knee issues. So every single machine has an issue, everything. But you know what the worst thing you can do, Coach, is nothing. Wow. Prophetic, so. folks. Very prophetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're not rocking out, then you probably should be. Uh, you know, and, and, and speaking of this. I don't know. Matheon hasn't called in yet. And quite simply, 
I don't think he wakes up until about three o'clock in the afternoon, which could be a and problem. He, and, and his manager was—he's like, "I'm going to do my best to make sure he calls at ten fifteen. And some tells tells me that he was a, did a show last night. I don't think he's going to be calling in. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm embarrassed now. And again, what the big dog is talking about—we're expecting to hear from uh, up and coming. Can we call him up no, and coming? No, up and coming. Well, you know, definitely because he's star? about to blow up. He's about to blow up because he's soon to be signed to a major label. And his name is Mathian, and the group is called Mathian. And the music is phenomenal. You know what the best thing about, you know, if he doesn't call, that's cool. We can move on to the Olympics and all that stuff. But the best thing that I like about it is I I meet his manager named Danny. where We get along. Everything's good. He's like, you know, you have a a talk show. I have an up-and-coming music guy. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. You know what I mean? And he gives me the CD. And I put it in, and I can understand, Coach, it might be music I don't like, but I can appreciate, oh, this is good, and somebody will listen to this, and he should be signed and all that. But you put the CD in, and you're like, oh, my goodness, this is exactly the type of music I love. You know, so that's why I was all excited Now, have you talked since since the uh, brief affair you had with manager Danny and Mathian? He's got good hair. Danny's got good hair, Coach. Well, you know, hey. Yes. Whatever happens. What stays at the Aurora (laughs) Roundhouse, what happens there stays there, but... uh, have you had any Good further? Butt at the have you had any <laughs> further conversations with him since that night? Oh yeah, many. We've oh, had. Okay. Well, it's, it, this isn't like oh, I met some guy at a bar. That's what one I was night. worried this about. Is, okay. Danny is like my he, he's his manager, and he works. I work out with him at East Bank ah, Club okay. and stuff. So, and I have hung out with Matthew. When's the last time you confirmed the interview? Uh, Tuesday night late. That's, all right. Okay. And yesterday through uh, text messages with his manager. So yeah. that's, that's, uh. All right, we'll hear from, I got we, I've been stood up before by somebody yeah. much better looking than Mathian, though. I just want to <laughs> let you know. Yeah, I, I recommend we just move on and if he calls in, we'll. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Producer yeah. David Olson, the voice of reason on the two guys in a mic show. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, one out of three is not bad. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Big dog in studio. Great to have you here, man. Hopefully. Hopefully, in the fine months of uh, October, November, December football season, we're going to get you in studio more often. Yes, Maybe some, I hope so. Some new things happening with the show. Who knows what will happen, but uh, we can only hope. Uh, I, I definitely, I, I, I see a future for the two of us, Coach, and it's it's pretty dynamic. Why did your arm just slipped down. Yeah, it did. It started up, and then the future. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, one thing I am excited about football. No. I am I'm extremely excited about football. Now I have. Oh. I'm getting the football. I, I, maybe I brought this up to you. I, hopefully I haven't, but I, I continue to do this, and people love it. This also helps with the. It's a tip joke when I know someone's from like Wisconsin. I'm like, I know that I'm not going to get a tip from you people from Green Bay when I do this, but I don't care. On our way home from my last stop, down the corridor, the canyon of buildings <laughs> in the city of Chicago. You did mention on the I river. I. I do it again I, with my loudspeaker. I sing, bear down, Chicago Bears. And I scream it as loud as possible. I'm not kidding you. People line up on the river, like chanting, yeah, go Bears. I mean, the, 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 it's at a fever pitch. I, I mean, it's it. August 1st yesterday. The people on the kayak get into People it on the boats, on the tour boats going by, they hear what's going on, and there's like off the tour boats, yeah. What do you got, uh, like I a bullhorn? No, uh, no, I got, this is. Oh, this is got, 2012. I got and, the whole headset. Oh, really? With the speaker. And where do you where where does the speaker go on the kayak? Put it on the boat, and I just paddle, and I can just scream and wow. talk to the whole city of Chicago. Where do they get the sound system? Hopefully, Andy's music. Uh, maybe because he's Jewish. I get it from Israel. Everything we buy is from Israel. It has to be kosher <laughs> before it goes talk, out there. Talk to I'm Charlie. I'm converting. Huh? I'm already I'm already cut. I'm converting to, to okay. I'm, go, I'm gonna There's... go to the original, if I'm gonna go to the three, I'm gonna go to the original one. Sorry, all you Christians out mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, Jesus was a Jew, right? 
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm think I'm converting to Judaism, Coach. <laughs> You're coming over to the bright side, huh? Yeah. I mean, well, seriously, it'll cover up it, the fact I'm bald. No yeah, one will know. It might be a trade because I'm thinking of switching. So maybe, maybe the two of us, uh, you know, whoever the captains of the teams are, can work out a deal. I don't know. That's not a fair trade. I was going to say, if your religions go pick up me, they probably are going to need at least a couple of good young prospects. That's 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 what I'm saying. If you're going to get me going to Judaism, and the the Jews won't say anything though. Oh no, it's a fine trade. It's a fine trade. (laughs) Christians are going to be upset. So, (laughs) speaking of which, there was a great headline in our local paper. Remember Bob Christian used to play for the Atlanta Falcons Uh, and Northwestern University. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. He and his brother have put together one of the top training. Speed training facilities in the North Shore. Bob Christian. I know. That's that's like me putting together an organizational development (laughs) for your organizational skills. You are right. Rely on your brain and just remember everything. Players' speed was not, but but they they train the Northwestern teams, Uh and they now have like you know ten, twelve, fifteen high school teams. Uh-huh. That are amongst their clients. But I got a kick out of the headline in our local paper talking about our Glenbrook South football team. And the headline was Christians increase speed for Titans. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, I got, and then I read the, oh yeah, and I forgot that. The, but that one, I don't know if they did that on purpose or not, but, uh, it, it was quite interesting. You know, I make fun of, uh, my organizational skills which aren't that bad and Bob Christian speed. But the, honestly, Bob Christian was a guy that got 100% out of his talent. Yep. Got to do 110%. Well, that's yep. impossible. That guy literally fulfilled his whole entire potential as a football player. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about it, if you have a, a son that wants to play football, Bob Christian could teach them how to play football more than guys that were a hundred times more talented yep. than them because he really fulfilled yep. everything he could be. So I was just half joking about that. Bob, I could imagine Bob Christian being able to teach you how to run faster. I could too. Mm-hmm. I know that might sound crazy, coach, but, uh, Pete Ventrilli, my, my football coach in high school put us through speed camps. And I got my 40 time down below a 4.8. That's legitimate, but below a 4.8 when I was in high school. And to give some credit to Pete Ventrilli, who I've never met, but I feel like I know him because you talked about back in your day, speed training was not very common oh, at all. Oh, no, no, but that was the whole thing. He wanted the fastest team possible, and yep. people were like, why did you play defensive end at 170 pounds? I was like, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like our fastest player, and they wanted to put me at a position where it was like a key thing. So I'm going to try to pat myself on the back, but you can make yourself faster. These mm-hmm. speed camps, if you really believe in this, you can make yourself, oh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a gifted athlete. Well, you can give yourself your own gift. How about that? And the, actually work uh, your butt off. Yeah, absolutely correct. And the article brought up a good point, David Olson. This will hit home with you. And it, it was, and it, I thought about it, but I've never really thought about it. And they talked about how, much athletes in the past and current spend in the weight room getting stronger. The amount of time they do that, and then there is so little emphasis on improving your speed. And I think we'd all agree speed in sports is just as important as strength, but the time athletes spend on muscle building compared to speed is a big difference. Not my athletes. Not if I was coaching a football team, it wouldn't wouldn't be like that. You're a man ahead of your time. So and and I, I totally agree. and it does depend on the sport and it depends on the position. You know, if you have an offensive tackle and you sit there and you keep on working on his forty speed, well, might be overdoing it yeah, a little nice. bit. Where maybe you work on his ten yards back and forth speed, yep. and you know, and then have him teach him how to do a couple power cleans, and all of a sudden you got yourself the a great athlete for a certain position. Mm-hmm. You know and I, mean? I guess the counter argument to that is the stronger you get, muscle strength will 
help your speed as well. Technically, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you, if, yeah. maybe not your, your mile speed, but if you lift weights properly, right. You can be so much faster in the first 10 yards. And if you're an offensive yep. tackle, like, and that's all that counts. Yeah. Forget about 10, five yards. Yeah. And, and, three yards. And forget about, oh, my son's got to get a scholarship. You know, that would be great. Oh, your son's got to be, you know, a, a division one player, all that. Just as long as they maximize their whole entire percent potential yep. when they're my age, they can look back and be like, yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I did it the right way. And no matter if, no matter where I ended up, I'm happy that I was able to get as far as I possibly could. No question about it. right after the show. I'm going to go outside and work on my first step quickness. It's a little late for you, coach. Thank you. Never too late. Never too late. 888-463-6748. The phone number. Never too late to call up two guys at a mic. Big dog and the coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. The Olympic Games last night, big dog. The flame hath been lit. Yeah. You got to tell me what happened last night. I was, very busy yesterday, Coach. We are about five, four or five days into competition. Uh, the all-around champion in men's gymnastics. Tonight will be the women, but the men's gymnastics was the uh, young man from uh, China. who He was the same guy, kind of the long-haired dude. I think he won last year, too, who slipped in the team competition. Did you see the protests when Great Britain was celebrating their silver medal? Oh, and the... And- I thought that was the Japanese team that that filed the grievance and they moved from the bronze yeah, to right. the to the to you're the. You're right. Yeah, so. The guy looked exactly the same though, because it was a long-haired dude, kind of yeah, stringy, uh, greasy he's, hair. He's the one who said the Japanese do look just like the Chinese do, not me. I right. Well, anyhow, that. the young the young man from China won the gold, but it was kind of cool. Daniel Lavia, Lavia from the United States, who had a rough team competition, uh-huh. didn't take the bronze. In he's the selfish, then, is what you're saying. He's hmm? selfish. <laughs> I don't quite think so. It's great to the cameras following his dad, who is his coach. Uh-huh. Now, you're only allowed a couple of coaches, so the dad had to be up in the stands for the team competition. Okay. But they showed him up there, and he was very animated, but absolutely hilarious down on the floor. Uh-huh. I mean, just like basically like picture your most animated basketball coach. You know, the the real wacko high school basketball. But in a Raleigh good way. Massimino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that, Great is that, call. Great call. Said, Without the disheveled hair, because okay. this guy's got a very well-groomed bearded. But that's – and every time, you know, the, his uh, son would do a good routine, he's pumping his fist, running up and down. It was cool. Very cool to see. But he took the bronze. The, the greatest event last night was the uh, swimming competition, the Torpedo. Ian Thorpe? No. That's, that's his the, nickname. He's the Torpedo. Oh, my fault. No, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. He's the Torpedo, the missile. The missile. I got my missiles and my torpedoes. The missile, James Magnuson from Australia. That's a good name, James Magnuson. Yeah, but he's been trash talking a little bit, saying the Australian team's going to knock us off, and I'm going to, you know, I could be the next Michael Fell. He got knocked off by a uh, fairly understated United States, Nathan Adrian. Hold on, does this guy, does this guy James Magnuson, have a, a medal yet ever in the Olympics? I think he does. Yeah, I, I think he did, but but no you, goals. You got 19, I got one, but I'm the next you. Okay, all right, we'll we'll, we'll find out in I've, 2020 wherever I, those Olympics are going to be I held. I might have exaggerated a little bit, but check this out. I think it was was it the 200 free, but Nathan Adrian, who was picked for like third or fourth, out touches him by one hundredth of a second. That's too bad. Best finish of the night. That's that's too bad. That was cool. That was cool. Nathan mm-hmm. Adrian, it looks exactly like. Who's the guy who st- is it? James Marsden? Who starred in the movie? James Franco. 127 he hours. Cook, he had to cut his arm off. Yeah, James Franco. Yeah. 127 hours. He's got yeah. the same smile as James Franco, but uh, that that was probably the most exciting thing. Little controversy in the badminton venue. Oh yeah, please tell me the controversy. I clicked on Did it. Did you hear about this, something- David? 
All right, and now this is a philosophical thing because it's happened before, and we can interesting discussion here. If Mathian doesn't call this, we'll fill in our Mathian time. Apparently, they had already qualified, and there's some system where the you can see who you're going to be playing in the different draws. Gotcha. In the in the one and done playoff round. Yes. By losing, this particular doubles team in badminton was going to have a significantly easier road to the finals if they were to win. Maybe a top team got upset. I don't know the details. Okay. Bottom line is if they were going to win, they had to face much tougher opponents on the road to the goal. So they purposely, they didn't even disguise it. They just were serving into the net, purposely mishitting shots. The crowd was booing, and the uh, judge, I guess, disqualified him, eliminated I don't think they're out of the tournament, but he ended the match. Little controversy there. So philosophically, big dog. Listeners, 888-463-6748. They're doing it for the purpose of winning the ultimate, but is it against the nature of competition, cool or uncool? Uh, you know what? I, you can't kick them out of the competition or anything like that. But I want to tell you straight up, you're going to get what you wish for, and you're going to lose your first round. It's it's totally uncool to go to the Olympics. And who's to say that's an easier route anyways? You know, that's they are going to lose, Coach. I yeah, promise you let's... that team loses. They have woken karma up. They slapped it in the face, and now they're going to get their comeuppance. They will not win the next round. I don't know how many times we've seen stuff. people do stuff like this and it ends up burning them. It's the Olympics. You go there. You give your best effort. And I, under, I, I totally understand like, you know what, I, I'm not going to hate on them for doing it because they want to win, That's and that's their choice. But guess what? I want them to lose now. I want them to lose. There's a hockey team, David Olson, uh, let's say in Winter Olympics, and you've got Canada and the U.S. in your bracket. And if you win, you head to that bracket. Let's say there was an upset. But if you lose, now you've got, you know, Sweden and Madagascar. Still, mm-hmm. you know, respectable, but... Not They're nearly playing as tough. Sweden. Madagascar isn't going to get out of that. Not one. nearly okay. as tough as okay. Canada or Russia or the U.S. They're Madagascar's all in the upper got some good goals. As a coach, as a coach, do you uh, put in weaker players and, to some extent, attempt to lose that game because your ultimate is to get to the gold and you ain't going to get there. You ain't going to beat Russia in the United States. Yeah, you know something. Part of being a good coach is strategy, and. <laughs> You know, if you've got an easier path to get to get there, how, how can you not? How much that? do you okay, hide it? Though? That's yeah, the key. How, yeah. Well, that's it. You have to put you have to put forth the effort. That's, I yeah. think that's okay. the, they were that's, just well, purposely the yeah. bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not doing it right. How did they put it in the color of money? The art of the dump. <laughs> okay, I like that. When, when you if you're if you're, if you're going to throw a game, you can't look like you're throwing yeah. it. Okay, I understand. Two guys in a badminton court could actually throw a game, but. The coach in the hockey one, if you do that, you can't dump a game in hockey, and and it's very difficult in a team sport like hockey as opposed to two players who have a connection. You look right in each other's eyes and say, we're purposely losing this match because we want to win the tournament. But to have a whole team and look 25 guys in the eye and be like, all right, we're not going to play well this game. We're going to save the game for the – that's it's, it's an impossibility. Anything more than two people, you lose the connection of what the, the purpose of – and. I, in badminton, I guess maybe karma won't bite them, but it, like in hockey, I swear if you purposely lost the game for a, the whole team will be in a downer. You know, they're like, oh, we're not going to play. It's like, oh, well, we, we can rest our starters in week 17 because we're the Green Bay Packers and we're 14 and one going into this game. Hey, look, it didn't matter. Matt Flynn just threw for eight billion yards and now we're going to lose him in the offseason. Won't have a backup. Oh, we just got our butts kicked by the Giants. Hmm, maybe you shouldn't have shut it down a week early. Shutting it down. And deciding, 
hey, we've already won, we don't need to play, is so risky, Coach. It tempts karma, and it tempts also this cohesiveness and this playing at the top tier that you were playing at. Mm-hmm. That That's the only thing. Pool, and that is like the color of money, I that's... Those guys are so good, it's like they could purposely lose, and they're like, hey, I'm doing it perfectly. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ah, fair but, enough, fair but, enough. Yeah. Strong argument indeed. Again, uh, you care to differ with the big dog? Agree, disagree, or anything in the vast in-between? Give us a call. Phone line's open, 888 Big dog, in eight words or less, give me an analysis of tonight's uh, classic basketball matchup between the USA and Nigeria. Uh, <laughs> Nigeria's <laughs> only chance to win the game is elbows. Lots are you lots concerned? Are you concerned about the Nigerian one-three-one trap? <laughs> uh, absolutely, they behead people in that thing. Are you, that I mean, that's some serious stuff. Okay. <laughs> Can you see like the you know little five-nine-five-ten guys trying mm-hmm. to trap you know LeBron? LeBron's like you know get get away from me. Do you know if, if uh, the king of Nigeria yeah. and and their five hundred and seventy-four hundred thousand princes yes. have said that if uh, this team doesn't win, they're going to send all these guys over to America <laughs> to be cab drivers. So there is definitely there is definitely some motivation for these guys to actually win this game. There is one one NBA player on the Nigerian team. I think I forget his name, Al Farouk or something like that. He averages like six points a game. Uh, NBA averages. Huh? His NBA averages like six points yes. again. Okay. So he's their best player. But um, uh, at some point here, coming up in the near future, I don't have the schedule in front of me, the uh, medal round, the qualifying, not the qualifying, I'm sorry, the medal round, the uh, the do or die, there's a name for it. The the, the They have a Olympic yeah. name for it, but uh, it be it volleyball, women's volleyball. Yeah, the the knockout round? Yeah, the knockout round. Okay. Thank you very much. Yes. You know, quarterfinals, elimination, one loss, and you're out. That's when you want to start tuning in. Yes. United States women's soccer is one of those games. In fact, David, they played at 8.30. So maybe you could find out they're playing New Zealand. They're in the knockout round already? I think they are. Okay. Quarterfinals. They don't want to be playing New Zealand in rugby or Australian rules football, but women's soccer, they'll get it done. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're hoping for a rematch. Remember in the World Cup, they lost to Japan in the championship. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that was, what, two years ago? Last summer. It was last summer, 2011, Mm -hmm. when Sawa got it done for Japan. Mm-hmm. 888-463-6748. The phone number wrapping up the Olympic talk. We'll move on topics. We briefly mentioned the boxing, uh, big dog. And you, you, I don't know if you were kidding or not, but you actually brought up the big problem. Our boxing team is struggling. I think I read in the paper, we haven't won a medal since Ray Mercer. Remember what? Ray Mercer? Maybe I read that wrong. No, no, that's, it's gotta be. That was like 1998. Or the 96 but, would be the Olympics that uh, year. Yep. What, what hath happened, and I think you alluded to it, to the sport of boxing, which I thoroughly enjoyed and still do in the Olympic Games? Well, nowadays, like, if people are watching fighting, they're watching people kicking and punching at the same time, not just punching. So think about how many great athletes play football now instead of boxing like it was in the 50s and 60s. A lot of football players will be pulling out now because of concussions and going to a safer sport like boxing. Yeah, that's it's true. That might sound crazy. It's, <laughs> it's totally true. And if you don't believe that, whenever I hear people, oh, football isn't tough, you guys wear helmets, let, let's put helmets on and let me run into you at full speed and tell me whether or not it's safe or not. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, MMA uh, and, and football has taken so many boxers away I mean, I, honestly, I, I know so – the only people that I know – and I went to a Friday night fights to a guy that was a friend of Lily the Lilacs. The guy can't speak English, coach. He's an immigrant that is like come here from Mexico. 
Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying he's not an American. He's an immigrant. He's an American. All that other stuff. I didn't want to get into all that crap. But the, the whole thing is when you grow up in the United States, you want to be a football player. I mean, how many people you know want to be boxers anymore? If you're 220 pounds and you're a good enough athlete to be the world champion of the world, I hate to tell you when you were in high school, the football coach convinced you to go out and now you're playing defensive end or, or middle linebacker in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The, whoever is the best boxing boxer in the world is playing in the NFL somewhere. Yep. And we just don't realize it. Yeah, you're right. Um, and the Olympic boxing, too, used to be so – well, it still is, but – you know, compared to the twelve round heavyweight box, three rounds, and, the, and they just the come out and yeah, da, 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 yeah. Da, da. it's like machine gun fire. Yeah, it's they're great. punching, they're fighting. I found it so exciting to watch, and you know, some of the boxers from days going, but Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was unbelievable mm-hmm. as a. Uh, do you remember Roy Jones Jr. I in, do. In when he lost that disputed match, it was dis- despicable. But the the way he fought up to that was the last great Olympic fighter in American history. You might have said Ray Mercer won yeah. like a gold medal or whatever. And Jones was what ninety two. Roy Jones Jr. was nineteen eighty eight, and he, 88? he lost. He lost to a South Korean in the Seoul Olympics in nineteen eighty eight, and literally the the guy afterwards was like, "I'm, I'm very sorry, Roy, you yeah. won the fight, and the only reason why I won is because we're in Korea." Yep. But like he was the last great Olympic fighter where everybody knew. I couldn't name the only the only Olympic fighter that I can name is the Johnson kid from the 2004 Olympics. That's from the south side of the city of Chicago, and he was a light heavyweight. And that's the only. And I have no. I couldn't name another Olympic boxer since then, Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya, excuse me, is the biggest Olympic yeah, boxer. Well, yeah, that was 96, wasn't yeah. it, or 92? Yeah, he's the last. Not Roy Jones Jr. Oscar De La Hoya was the last great boxer Loved that we knew him. of going into the Olympics. You know what I mean? Nowadays, if if any story comes out of the Olympics, it's after they win the gold medal. Yep. Oscar De La Hoya, we actually knew going yep. into the Olympics. Like, hey, watch this guy. Hey, and he won again. Yep. You know, so. Yep. I still one of my favorite uh, Olympic athletes of all time, not American. I don't know if you're going to remember this guy or not, but Teofilo Stevenson. I don't. Remember. The great Cuban boxer. He was about six four, tall, and he would go up against the uh, Muhammad Ali's of the world. He, oh, okay. He was in like two or three straight Olympics. Passed away about a year ago, but I used to love watching him. But the bottom line is uh, American boxing. The what you're saying is young kids are not growing up today wanting to be boxers, and the really good athletes. They're being siphoned off into uh, some of the teeth. I, 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 I really believe that. Yep. And there's, there's got to be some truth in that because I, I don't understand how in a, a country with 320 million people, whatever our, our number is now, that yep. we can have so many great guys that can play football and basketball and, and, and MMA, yet we can't get any boxers. It's got to be the reason. It's no question be. about it. China, 30 medals. United States, 29 medals. It's going to be close for the total medals. China's got 17 gold, U.S. 12, Japan Third place, France is fourth. Germany is in fifth place as the games are uh, nearing, not there yet, but nearing the halfway mark. Yeah, and uh, the the medal counts. What does that What does that mean? I mean, like, uh, if if some one individual guy wins the two hundred meter breaststroke, is that gold equal to yeah. the U.S. men's basketball team winning the gold medal when it's one for each? Come yeah. on, come on. China you know, definitely has what would you call it? The Napoleon complex. The little man yeah. complex, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they definitely they want to stretch out the uh, the chest muscles a little bit and beat the United States. Yeah, they, like the, like the Chinese men's gymnastics team medal is more that's that's greater than like mm-hmm. 
having like some like one person Ryan Lochte winning the 100 meter freestyle or whatever the heck that he won mm-hmm. to me that to me a team one is more important than the the individual ones. Yep. So. Track and field competition coming up uh, next week is the can, swimming and the gymnastics. Can, will... can I remind you to remind me the day before the hundred meter final not to yeah, miss the hundred meter? You're final. a hundred meter guy. I that's it's so, and I just work so much that I'm afraid I might miss it. So I'm going to have to have uh, mm-hmm. look at Alex's brother tape it for me so I can watch it and okay. not know what happened. All right. So all right. Well, there's a solid chance I might not be in next. Nine point four nine. That's what Usain Bolt's going to run. He's going to run a sub nine five one hundred meters. I'm predicting it. You know, there's the uh, zero tolerance on, on false starts policy now. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. One false start and you are it's, out. So that makes it tough to beat the world record because that really affects it your... It does. It does. You and, really, it, and, you know, that's the reason why Usain Bolt isn't the world champion, even though he's the undisputed world's fastest man. disqualified, is, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous, Coach. Mm-hmm. That The guy has bad starts anyways. Now he has to worry about jumping the gun, so... I don't know. Hopefully he gets it done. Uh, moving on for the Olympics real quick. 888-463-6748. Two guys at a mic talk zone.com. Big dog and a coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Call us up any sports things on your mind. Olympic games, good, bad, the ugly, or anything uh in the vast in between in the baseball world. Big dog, and I do want to get to college football. I have the new college football alignments. I want to go over those with you. Okay, okay. Uh, you were talking about my back getting aligned on the elliptical machine. Yes, your hips. Your hips. Yes. Well, I, the college football conferences have spent a lot of time on the on a bad elliptical machine. That, that, everything's misaligned. The, the, the West Virginia is now in the Big Twelve, right? Yes. Like, that was I was going through it. That's one of the weirdest. Yeah, Missouri's in the SEC. That I can get. Boy, used Boise to. State's in the Big East, which when I think what? Boise in the green, I I think East Coast. Wait a minute, Boise State. Oh, in the oh Big no, East? or they backed out. Didn't? Oh, they had a back out for some reason recently, and like in the last month, I think they they are no longer in the Big East. By but, the way, is but any... Texas Christian is still yes. in the Big East. Uh, no, yes. they're not in the Big East. No, now. no, no. Are they in that Big 12? I'm pretty sure they are. Let me take a look. Let's, let's skip to it right I, Because the alignments have changed since, like, what happened in January, Coach, has changed again. So now, this, ba- you know what I mean? That's And so there's probably stuff that I don't realize happened. Uh, and basketball can be different, right? Yes. Yes, basketball. So this is college football strictly. Yes, college First football. First of all, the Atlantic Coast Conference all of a sudden becomes a marquee conference. So what, two divisions, Coastal and Atlantic, and you got, you know, Florida State, Boston College, Georgia Tech's, North Carolina's, Virginia, Virginia Tech. So there's nothing 12 new there. teams. Nothing new there. Well, they didn't have two conferences last year, did they? There's nothing new in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Boston College played in the Atlantic Coast last year. Yes. The Coastal and, yes, they, that's. All right. Okay. Big 12 Conference, West Virginia, TCU. New. Those two are new. Now, TCU has a little letter next to it. i got to figure out what the Only is. football. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> You're the one reading this, not me, okay? <laughs> the Big East. Uh, yes, this is the crazy one. Okay. Not so great anymore. No. Temple, Syracuse, South Florida, Rutgers, Pittsburgh, Louisville, Connecticut, Cincinnati. Um, that Syracuse is going to win that conference this year. That's how bad they are. Seriously, Syracuse will win that conference this year. I'm, I'm going out on a limb and saying it. Big Ten division. I was one of the very few who in the beginning... Uh-huh. Actually, kind of like the leaders and the legends. Is it yeah, growing on you, though? No, no, it still hasn't. Still has not. So. <laughs> okay, I thought maybe we could make some inroads there, but the legends division, the leaders division, which division is it now with Penn State and Ohio State That's disqualified? The so Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, or Wisconsin, one of those four. 
will be in the Big Ten championship. If you're if you're in Wisconsin and you don't buy future the futures uh, Rose Bowl tickets, you're an idiot. Do you know how they do that now? <laughs> you, you can get in you can get in these organizations. It's, okay. my, it's kind of an insult to uh, Illinois, Purdue, and Indiana, but you're probably right. Come on, coach. I love the University of Illinois. And they are not better than Wisconsin. And if anybody thinks that Purdue don't, or Indiana. Hey, don't sleep on Purdue. Every year, don't sleep on Purdue. <laughs> luckily, I was hoping. Luckily, you had 1999. <laughs> remember 1999 when Drew Brees was there, the, the best quarterback in the NFL? I now? was hoping okay. you weren't going to remember that the last four years I said, I'm a longtime Danny Hope guy. I, I might be the only guy around, but I still have confidence that Danny Hope can turn the program around. Or at least he has the word hope. Got that. He was good at Bowling Green. It was phenomenal. <laughs> oh, goodness. Conference USA's got the East and the West. The Mid-American, and that's Mid-American, the MAC Conference, that kind of that That's sour. one of the oldest conferences yes. in America. People yes. forget about pure, that. It's pure. Mm-hmm. Pure college. It's what college sports was supposed to be, the MAC Conference. But they, trust me, they bastardize themselves every two or three years by yeah, letting teams right. come and go. So You're probably right. Mm-hmm. Southeast Conference, now you picked up Missouri. Yeah. So that's odd. Uh, Missouri and Texas A&M. Hey, Texas A&M, remember when you, you had a tough time going 4-4 four and four in the Big 12? Ha-ha! 2-6. 2-6. Missouri, 2-6. and six. Be careful what you wish for. They so are the... going to get their asses handed to them. <laughs> sir, sir, so they are the... going to get run off the freaking football field. The it's going to be man, hilarious. The 12th man at Texas A&M might take a couple of years off. No, they... they not this year, Coach. Oh, you thanks. You, oh, you didn't read in the the bylines. Oh. They actually get to be on the field this year, the 12th man <laughs> for for Texas A&M, and they're still going to get their asses handed to them. It's that's one of the oh oh more money. Uh, guess what? You know what happens sometimes when you go for more money? You end up losing out in the long run. They are going to be embarrassed. They won't even go to a bowl game soon. Only four Seriously. four Division One independent teams remaining. A big dog can name them all. I will give you my left hearing aid. Four independents, did you just say? Yes. Four independent teams. That is correct. Army, Navy, Notre Dame, and BYU. No! Wow. Next time, take your time and ponder it. It's exactly right. Uh, that's kind of easy. I can name every team in every conference, Coach. That's why when you start arguing with me, if the ACC has 12 teams, I can't believe they have that. Just well, to let have- you know, this year in ACC basketball, it won't start for football for a couple of years. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Connecticut, and Syracuse have been added to the ACC. So that's why I left. The Big East is going to have Syracuse win their football conference this year, and then they're going to the ACC. So their champion is going to leave, and you're going to be stuck with a bunch of nobodies. Do you know what I mean? It's even worse. The Big East is now like the biggest joke of a conference in America because their basketball won't have Connecticut, yep. Pittsburgh, that's- Syracuse, and there, there's a fourth team I'm missing that is another good basketball program that is leaving and going to the ACC. Yep. The ACC's basketball program right now is as good as the Eastern Conference in the NBA if you take the heat out. So, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And now this bastardization of college sports has been – and think about this. Luckily, like, TCU is only in the, the Big East in football. Yep. Okay, but can you – these other teams that – West Virginia – so you're in the Big 12 in West Virginia, and you're on the women's lacrosse team, and on a Tuesday night, you have to fly to Austin, Texas, yep. to go play a women's lacrosse game, and then fly back the same night. That's, and then you get back, and then you have no. to fly to Colorado, and then the other day you have to fly to Texas A&M. It's 
ridiculous. Are all of their sports teams going to be in the if Big 12? All the ones that don't have the asterisk to them? Yes, all those. So West Virginia is now, so men's wrestling has to have eight different flights out to Colorado. Yeah. And isn't that ridiculous? Well, from a budget standpoint, I don't know how yeah, they can how afford that. Well, that's what, that's the whole thing. The budget thing. Oh, we're going to get extra two million dollars if we go from the, the, the Big East to the Big 12. Actually, as ways the bad, as bad as the Big East is now, I understand West Virginia had to do something and they tried to get in the SEC and they, they couldn't get in because the SEC couldn't get a 16 team. Mm-hmm. But because everybody else left, West Virginia had to do the, the dire move of going to the Big 12 and now they're whole into every, you know, the football team, they have to travel and they fly. I could care less that, that, that six games throughout on a weekend. Okay. And they have tutors. The, the women's lacrosse team doesn't have 12 tutors. You know what I mean? And they got to play four times as many games as the football team does. And so now they have to, now they, what happens when all these student loan issues that are going on across America don't go through? And all of a sudden, all of this government-backed money cannot be paid to these universities. How are they going to start traveling then? People understand you like the you know the bubble burst on the housing market. The bubble's going to burst on the NCAA uh, sports. You know that's a racket that eventually they won't they won't be able to measure up to all this money that was eventually coming in because of the student loans and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. That when these people can't repay them. All these 24-year-olds that are now uh, like homeless and or, or jobless and living at home with their parents and they can't pay back their student loans, how are they going to come up with the money to pay all Why the travel costs? Why does this financial situation sound strangely familiar to something else like that our country might be experiencing? That's, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. This exactly. is Everybody, it's like, oh, well, the future money that we're going to have can pay for all this. Well, what if when this money quits coming in because there's mm-hmm. no jobs for all these college kids that can't pay their loans back? Mm-hmm. And you know what the first thing that they're going to do? We're not paying for some women's lacrosse team to travel from West Virginia to to Austin, Texas. We have to make sure we pay our, our teachers and, and make sure there's heat for our students in their dorms. Well, the first thing I would do is uh, eliminate, and I'd be happy to do this, the $3 million contract for the football coach. Uh, well, you know, this is true. This is that you can do that. Yeah, you can and save then, a quick then, $2 million then, right there if, if, if – I think I could find a pretty good coach for $800,000 a And you're exactly right, but the problem is I will guarantee you that schools like Alabama and Auburn will never do that. They'll just pay their football coaches $8 million. And and let their women's lacrosse team suffer. Just that. That's not right. Of course, the argument there is the football team maybe makes the money to support the other programs. Yes, but what people don't realize is, yes, the athletics and the football and the basketball teams do that too, but a lot of this money comes from – government-backed loans that are not being repaid back by a bunch of kids that don't have jobs right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you have a college degree right now, it's worth zero to you. I, honestly, like, now, right now, at this point, you have to have, like, a doctorate degree in order just to have, a, like, oh, I got a degree to get a job? It better be a master's degree or, or a doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. If you went to a four-year university and your major is, like, women's studies, you're in a lot of trouble in life. A uh, couple of minutes left in the show. It looks like we are not. Maybe we'll try to get Mathy in uh, tomorrow. I don't, I don't, I don't think he asked me like 20 times, is this a PM? And I was like, no, it's AM. I'm he not is kidding. appearing at the Roundhouse in Aurora yes. tomorrow. So uh, hopefully we can get him on. But Big Dog, it was great to have you in the studio, hopefully. 
on occasional spurts and moments of time, we'll get you back in the house yeah, here. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really upset because Mathian wanted to see how many times he can work in the phrase Team America during the interview. So I'm really, you know, we could have been the, Olympics. And, what was the over and under, about five? Three. It was just three. three. Yeah. That's what I gave him to Piece him, three. So, Piece you never know. I'll bet. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Give me 30 seconds on your uh, beloved Cubs. Now that the trades have been made, they lose to Pittsburgh yesterday, 8-4. to four. By the way, the White Sox won. They're still in first place, but... State of the art of our Chicago Cub here the next month or so. Uh, diehard Cub fans never give up. They always stay tuned. And let's find out which players are going to lead the Cubs to the championship in the future. So uh, I'm definitely going out to Wrigley Field as soon as I have an off day to cheer the new Excellent. boys on, Coach. I heard Casey Coleman uh, got some He's of the boys. He's not part of the future. He got some of the boys together in the locker room, and he said, now that Dempster's not here, it's my team now, said Casey Coleman. Yeah, that's, that's what he said. And the <laughs> outfielders and the outfielders realized he was pitching tonight, and they drank an extra energy drink because <laughs> they've got a lot of balls to be chasing around. Oh, good. Maybe they should go four outfielders like softball. By the way, I got completely, completely reamed out inside, outside, backward, and forward after the 9 o'clock game in Wilmette on Tuesday. It came out of no. Have you ever had team a couple of players just go completely berserk on you? I've, I haven't umpired as long as you, but it, uh, I've had I had one, and I just as soon as they start talking smack, I bring up the error that they made in whatever inning or how wow. they struck out. I do. I so well, the, they learn not to like taunt me because the guy I go who went right berserk on me was was the fat guy who was the manager. He didn't even play, okay. and it was amazing because you know they, they it was the last regular season game. The game meant nothing. They brought their backup. Third baseman and to be pitcher. Nine o'clock game, so they're probably drinking beforehand. Yes. So their backup pitcher's pitching. He didn't like my ball strike call, so he's mouthing off. But I'm a pretty easy going guy, so I don't. Yeah, I understand. I don't yeah. Bat, you know. yeah, I don't either at that point. But apparently there was some buildup that I didn't catch because on the last play of the game to end, the score was twenty to eight. They're about to get slaughter rolled. I call, I hit the right field. Like the guy wasn't even close to tagging up. He just took off. And the guy who ran didn't even protest. But I called him out, and the uh, the fat manager and the Drunk backup pitcher, uh-huh. both went off, and now I got to talk to the head up. Not good, coach. Not did, they, good. did they did they drop that the f bomb on you? Yeah, the cs bomb. Yeah, even walking the cs bomb. Yeah, even walking to the parking lot, they were kidding. Oh, 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 oh. no, no! If somebody cs's me, their tires get splashed. <laughs> Do you hear that, mom? We'll see you tomorrow at ten, folks. Thanks for listening.